relatively small amount. I couldn't say no. Nice digs, man. Jimbo's deep voice rumbles. All moved in? Yep. Bag of clothes and some groceries. I'm settled. Jimbo chuckles and moves to my small kitchen table that seats only two people. Sitting down, he motions to the other chair so I do the same. How does it feel to be out of your parents' house? I crack a small smile and tap my fingers on the kitchen table. It's good. I mean, I love my parents, but it was time for me to get my own place. Heard that, Jimbo agrees, and then transitions into his next question. How's work going? Going great, I tell him, because it is. I enjoy working at last call, and I'm thankful as fuck to my brother that he gave me said job. Most parolees struggle to find work or get shit jobs that scrape the bottom of the barrel. When they can't find work because no one will take a chance on them, they go back to a life of crime. If I had a nickel for every repeat offender I met in prison, who was there just because they couldn't make an honest living on the outside, well, I'd be buying Mabel's house from her rather than renting this apartment. Jimbo doesn't seem satisfied with my short answer, so he delves a bit more. It's his job to make sure I can acclimate to life on the outside, so I'm not bothered when he asks, Any problem being around the alcohol? Nah. I tell him genuinely. No desire to drink at all. That's good, he says with a smile, seeing as how that's a condition of your parole. Look, man, doesn't matter if it's a condition or not. There is nothing on this earth that could get me to drink a drop of alcohol. And why is that, he asks. But he knows the answer. I tell him anyway, because it shattered my life. Because it killed a man. It left a mother without a husband and a little boy without a father. Do I really need any other reason? No, Jimbo says quietly, staring at me with those light eyes. That's a good enough reason. I hold his gaze, waiting for the next question. We've had this same meeting on three other occasions since I came home, but today it's being done at my new home so he can check it out. As a parole officer, his role is part jailkeeper, part counselor. It's his responsibility to keep me on the straight and narrow but to also do what he can to make sure my head is clear when I'm making my choices. So that involves talking. A lot. Just to make sure that the emotional and psychological toll of re-entering the real world doesn't cast me in a downward spiral. Yeah, I talk a lot to Jimbo. He knows more of my internal struggles dealing with life on the outside than my family does. For whatever reason, I've been able to open up to him, somewhat, in a way that I just haven't with my family. I suppose that boils down to the simple fact that Jimbo asks me questions, asks me how I'm feeling and how I'm coping. My parents, my identical twin, Hunter, my baby sister, Casey, while they love me more than the air they breathe, well, they're just not sure what is open to talk about and what may be taboo, so they walk on eggshells around me. Tell me some of the problems you've had adjusting, Jimbo leads in. Heard this question before, too. And my answer the last time was, not anything to tell. I start to tell him the same thing, but the look on his face stops me. It says, and don't hand me any bullshit either. I suppose I can skirt the real issues only so long before Jimbo is apt to put me in a headlock and beat the information out of me. Taking a deep breath and letting it out slowly, I decide to go ahead and lay it out. I wake up at 5 a.m. every day, no matter what time I get to sleep the night before. 
It's because I've been getting up at the same time every morning for the last five years. Because I had no choice but to get up every morning at 5 a.m. I don't even know how to have a leisurely morning where I sleep in. When I go to sleep at night, I can hear metal cots squeaking and my cellmate rubbing one off while he tries to stifle his groans into the two-inch piece of flimsy foam that's called a pillow. I hear the newbies crying, and I hear the hacks yelling at them to shut the fuck up. When I'm awake, out in the real world, I can't walk around a blind corner without my palms sweating, because I'm expecting someone will be there waiting to jump me. I was always on alert in there, waiting for one of the prison wolves to try to jump me. Two months out, and I'm still always on alert. The air smells too fresh. The food tastes too good. People talk too loud, and I'm having a hard time letting people touch me. It's overwhelming, and that's just for starters, Jimbo. So yeah, I say with some sarcasm as my eyes drop to the table. I'm having a bit of an adjustment.